On this week's edition of the Golf Digest Podcast, we talk to Sam Saunders about forging a career on the PGA Tour while helping maintain the legacy of his grandfather, Arnold Palmer. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Golf Digest Podcast. I'm Ryan Harrington, Deputy Editor of GolfDigest.com. The legacy of Arnold Palmer lives on in his grandson, Sam Saunders, in any number of ways, not the least of which being his presence on the PGA Tour. Saunders is now 30, and he's in his fourth full season playing on tour. While still searching for his first victory, Saunders has seen improvement each season as he simultaneously has become more comfortable with himself as a golfer, as well as more comfortable handling the role of being the grandson to the king, two forces that early in his professional career might have conspired against one another. Saunders joins us for the latest edition of the Golf Digest podcast, fresh off strong finishes in his first two starts of 2018, and he discusses how he's beginning to come into his own as a player, as well as how he's managed to embrace his own unique identity in golf. Well, Sam, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Golf Digest podcast this week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You got off, you've gotten off to a good start here in 2018 with a, a T25 finish at the Sony and then a, a T8 at the Career Boulder. Was there something in the offseason that you were working on that's starting to click here? Or, uh, how do you explain the good start? Yeah, um, you know, I, I had a nice break uh, this offseason, but then I, you know, I, I got back to work uh, with, a, you know, a few weeks to, to go before Hawaii um, and, and really was working on some, you know, minor swing changes, but things that, you know, I felt like made made my ball striking a lot more efficient. And, um, you know, the fun part was I picked up, you know, quite a bit of power back again. I, I, I've, I've been kind of, you know, swinging the club in a way that's really limited my ability to, um, you know, hit different shots. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was able to hit the ball straight and control it, but, but I'm, you know, I worked on some stuff this offseason that has allowed me to kind of, you know, retap into some of the talent that I that I naturally have and, and abilities. So it, it, it's been fun these first couple of weeks seeing the golf ball go a lot further and um, being able to hit some shots that I haven't seen myself do in quite a while. <laughs> Is there something specific that you were doing that that's allowed you to do that? Um, you know, I, you know, to, plain and simply, I was pretty much coming across the ball quite a good bit, hitting a, a, a hold on cut shot. Um, which, you know, it, like I said, it worked very well for hitting fairways, but, you know, being able to hit a high draw and, and really, you know, load back on one and, and, you know, get an extra 20 yards out of it is something I just haven't had in a while because I've been kind of working against myself in a way. So I, I um, you know, swinging a little bit more down the line and, and um, making, you know, more solid, um, efficient contact with the ball has allowed me to, you know, hit some shots, get the ball way back up in the air again and, and pick up a significant amount of distance off the tee. Yeah. We were talking before we, we started taping here that, you know, you've got a little bit of a different mindset, I think, this year in terms of planning. You, you had such a good finish at the career builder, you could have played at uh, um, the Farmers Insurance Open, but decided not to, in part, to, to try to stick to a plan about your schedule. Can you talk a little bit about how you're approaching the season and, and, and what you want to do with it? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, I knew uh, I was in Sony and I knew I was in Career Builder and, and I was in Tory. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got good status this year, uh, still still my web.com category. But rather than just playing every single tournament that I'm in because I feel like I have to, I'm going to play where where I would like to this year and play, play the tournaments that I feel like um, I'm mentally uh, ready to play in and and courses that I like and. 
Um, you know, it's just it's so easy to to feel like, okay, well, I got to play every tournament until I lock up my card, and um, you know, it, it's like trying to play a tournament to make the cut. If, if that's what your goal is, then that's probably all you're going to accomplish. So, um, you know, my my goal this year is to play in tournaments to win them. Um, obviously, you know, you're I, I haven't even won on tour yet, but but I, you got to go to a tournament trying to sure. win it and sure. not trying to keep my card. So. It's um you know it, it's a lot more fun being aggressive out there and, and just kind of playing you know without any fear of of what could happen if I don't play well um, because my my one goal in mind is to try to win and what's neat about that is when you don't win you have you have tied for eights and tied twenty fifth <laughs> on on weeks where where you fail you know and that that's a good thing. No, definitely. Uh, it's your fourth full year on the tour. How are you a different golfer? Do you think now than you were as a rookie? Um, you know, I think just the experience and, and, um, you, you want to win just as much and you want to be successful just as much, but, but in a, in a, it sounds weird, but you, you care less in a way. Hmm. Um, you're, you're out there doing it for you more. Uh, I, I don't feel like I need to prove anything anymore. I'm not trying to, to prove that I belong on tour and that, that kind of frees you up a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's 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 easy for it was easy for me those first couple of years to get caught up in um okay I just got to you know play solid I've got to I've got to earn my way out here and um you know now now that I've kind of been there for a while and and had my ups and downs I I just feel comfortable out there and I'm in a position where I can focus on you know doing what I need to do and um managing my time better you know that's one of the hardest things about uh those first you know year or two on tour is, is figuring out you know, where, how, how to play practice rounds, you know, what, what to do during the week that leads up to the actual start of the tournament. And, and, you know, I've got a routine and a system now that I feel, you know, is very repetitive. And, and when I go to a tournament, I know exactly what I'm doing. So it's not, um, you know, it's not a lot of trying to figure things out anymore. It's just trying to go through the process that you have and, and, you know, being able to put yourself in a position to win a tournament. Yeah. It sounds like you're a lot more efficient with everything. If, if nothing else. Absolutely, and you have to be. Um, it's the game is a lot different now than it was 20, 30 years ago with all of the media and um, you know sponsors. It's just a uh, any given week a PGA Tour event is a much bigger production than it ever has been. So it it, it re- requires players to really have a plan on what they're doing because if if you don't, you, you can find yourself getting thir- get there to Thursday morning and you really haven't prepared the way you need to. Yeah, yeah. So last year you were 129th on the FedEx Cup points list, just missing out on the playoffs, and, and you had to play the Web.com Tour Final Series to retain your card. But then you had that great performance at Web.com Tour Championship. You shoot the 59 in the first round and a T2 finish to lock back up the PJ Tour card. When you come away from the whole year, how do you assess the year and, and, and what kind of uh, you know, perspective do you take with from that going forward to this season? Um, you know... I don't want to say the, the year was an overall failure, but it, in no way was it, was it um, what, what I wanted to do. You know, uh, even last year, my goal was to try to, you know, put myself in a position to win tournaments. And unfortunately, I just got off to another bad start. Um, I, I had a lot on my plate last year, obviously. Sure. I, I it was really, you know, last year would definitely be the hardest of my as I, when I look back on my career when it's all said done, and it will probably have been the hardest year to manage, you know, my time and, and just, you know, go through the motions of a, any given week. So, um, but, but the positive that I took away from last year was that I did some really, you know, milestone stuff for me. And I, I, I had, I had more chances 
to win three this last year than I had the previous two years by far. Um, obviously didn't didn't pull anything off, but but I was up there. You know, I kept knocking on the door. I I kept having some good low rounds out there on tour, and um, you know that's that's what happens. You see guys that win. It's guys that are making that. Is it a guy that just comes out of nowhere who hasn't done anything lately? It's, it's guys that you keep seeing shooting good numbers or having, you know, top 20 finishes, top 10 finishes, and then all of a sudden they break through and, and it becomes a, the norm for them. So um, I looked at that as a real positive last year that I, 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 you know, did some really cool things. And then to finish off the year shooting, shooting a 59 here uh, in Atlantic Beach was, was really exciting. And, sure. you know, I think it gave me a lot of confidence just knowing what I'm capable of doing out there, um, you know, it's just it's a it's a fun feeling to know that you can go well. Yeah, I can imagine now. Um, you mentioned last year, obviously, and and lots of the other stuff. <clears throat> excuse me, away from the golf course. Uh, you know, the first year after your grandfather had passed away. I know your involvement at Bay Hill and, and the Arnold Palmer Invitational picked up even more. You know, uh, can you talk about? Um, in that time frame, I'm sure you've had thousands of people come up to you with stories about your grandfather and, and, and whatnot. With all that said, has your perspective at all changed on, on what he meant to fans and to the game? It's, um, you know, my my perspective has just always grown in the sense that um, I the, the more I play, the more I'm around the stories and the interactions with people, the more I have an appreciation for what he did um, and the more in awe. I am of it. Um, this past year was was such a, a neat thing to see all of the tributes and, and all the support that that I got um, just just from people, you know, wanting wanting me to do well and, and um, you know carry on what, what he accomplished in his career. Um, you know, really is remarkable. So I I'm just so grateful that I've gotten to be a part of it, and um, you know, it's it's been a really um, you know, humbling experience, but also uh, there's a huge sense of pride for me sure. uh, that I that I got to know my grandfather the way I did, and then that you know I get to to in some small way carry on that legacy that that he uh, put forward. Were there any stories that that perhaps you you hadn't heard uh, that maybe surprised you, or um, you know, were particularly interesting for you to hear over the course of the you know the last year or so? Oh man, um, that's a tough question. I, I've I've heard so many, um, but you know what I, I I love hearing them from the fans. But what's really neat, I I can't really put my finger on one story. But what what has surprised me more than anything is how many great players have come up to me and and shared with me their stories, just like the fans have. So I think that that in itself is really neat that. It's not just the fans that have Arnold Palmer stories. It's it's uh, it's the players. It's the it's the guys that played on tour with him. It's the guys that you know, really even in my era, young guys who who, who tell me about when they met him. Um, and and that to me is really special when when a guy my age or even younger can can be excited and come up and tell me their Arnold Palmer story, um, even though they're playing on uh, the PGA Tour and, and having great success. So. Um, you know, so many great stories, and, and it's really um, it's really neat to hear all of them. How does your grandfather continue to inspire you? You know, I, I really what I'm most amazed by, in especially this past year, is is um, when I think about all of the time we spent together and all of the you know help that he tried to give me. I the more I see how 
how smart he was in knowing what I was going to have to deal with uh, in in my career, and also what I was going to have to deal with in his passing. Um, he, in a very without ever having to say the exact words, I think he knew what this past year was going to be like for me. And um, we never talked about it specifically, but he gave me he gave me some tools and some lessons that. Um, you know, I think he was setting me up for success um, on and off the golf course uh, when, when he wasn't going to be around anymore. And, and, and really, I, I, you know, when I'm on the course and I'm playing in a PGA Tour event or, or doing an interview or, or doing a podcast with you, I, I draw back to many of the lessons that he gave me. And uh, that, that's kind of what has been the neatest thing for me. Yeah. You, you talk about you know, perhaps compartmentalizing some of the stuff off the course and on the course. And, you know, even last week at the Career Builder, the folks at the Tradition Golf Club unveiled the statue of your grandfather outside the clubhouse as an honor for the his fantastic play in the tournament and, and obviously his impact in the Palm Springs community. How, how are you able to, you know, be part of a ceremony like that but but stay focused on what you're trying to do on the, on the on an everyday basis here with your own career? How, how difficult is that and, and how have you learned to manage that? Well, it's um, it's not overly difficult because people are very um, respectful of my time, and they they able to work around my schedule. And that's something that is very important when you know the week starts is knowing your schedule for the week. So um, a good friend of my grandfather's, Charlie Meacham, who we all know, um, was was very courteous in making sure that that the statue dedication was during a time that worked for me and didn't conflict with any of my preparation for the week and um and then you know it's in a way it was it was almost inspiring to go there and 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 be a part of that um and i i took it as a as a positive thing it it wasn't something that got in the way from me or distracted me it was a it was a a proud moment and and something that inspired me to want to really do well this this year in palm springs uh because i really have never had any success there whatsoever (laughs) Um, obviously it was a place that was special to my grandfather and and they absolutely loved him there. So it was really neat for me to uh, be a part of that statue tribute. And then, you know, very special for me to go out and have a good showing at the tournament. And, and, you know, I went from, I went from not having a a very positive feel in the desert to now it's, it's a place that I love. Um, so I'm excited to spend more time there in the future and, um, you know, in a, in a way, carry on his his presence there as well. Mm-hmm. Last year at Bay Hill, uh, like you said, the first year, obviously, without your grandfather there, you took on some more behind-the-scenes duties to help promote the tournament and whatnot. Will you be doing that again this year, and what types of things will it involve? Well, you know, I, um, I, I definitely have a, a, a unique role that week uh, during the Arnold Palmer Invitational. But in no way am I. I'd like to think I'm I'm just a small, um, a face behind it a little bit, and, and somebody that can represent my granddad's thoughts and feelings towards what he wanted the event to be. And, and that's really all that I'm trying to do is is take the experience that I've had. You know, it's, it's I have a very unique opportunity to to help an event like that in the sense that I I've played for four years on the PGA Tour. I know all the players. I know I know what it takes to for you know for for guys to like a PGA Tour event for it to be a popular tournament and 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 also for the golf course. You know I, I know what guys like to see in a course and what they don't want to see. And I try to you know respectfully pass on uh, the knowledge that I gain out there week in week out and um, 
And then when it comes to players, you know, I, I just try to encourage everybody to say, hey, guys, we're, you know, we're really working hard. The course is as good as it's ever been. And, and I'm not just saying that. It, it's actually, um, you know, true statements. I'm, I'm really proud of what Bay Hill has become. And we've, we've had some, some years in the past where the course wasn't quite what we wanted it to be, but that happens. You know, every tournament has years where, whether it's the weather that doesn't cooperate or, or just some bad fortune, uh, with with the grass on the course, but you know I'm just out there promoting the tournament and, and trying to keep it, you know, one of the elite events on the PGA Tour. And you know, in that regard, I've also, you know, worked really hard to have good relationships with a lot of the staff on the PGA Tour, so that I can you know get their feedback and always just try to make sure that we're doing what we need to do at Bay Hill to to make sure that we provide a. a you know, a world-class event there. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, how important do you see the tournament in terms of maintaining, uh, you know, his legacy? I think it's very important. Um, you know, it's, uh, he, he was extremely proud of it. It's, it's, it's the only PGA tour event that carries a, a, a player's name as the, um, a former player's name is the the title of the tournament. I mean, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and, you know, I'm sure one day, the memorial tournament, I think it would be wonderful to see Mr. Nicholas's name on that. But for my granddad to be the first, um, it, it's something that I know he was very proud of and something that, you know, is very important to, to carry on, you know, the legacy and, and, and also help support um, the, the charitable contributions that he was able to, to make. Uh, the, obviously, the PGA Tour donates more money to charity than any organization out there. And uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational is, is kind of our way to help, you know, make sure that, that he continues that um, part of what he did. You were humbly saying to me one of the reasons, too, maybe you aren't playing at, at Farmers is that uh, it, it, there's a birthday in the family this week. And I was going to ask about your kids and, and if there's any hint of, of golf in the future for either of the two boys. We'll see. You know, um, similar to, to the way my parents raised me on it, it they, they, I was never forced into it. I, I developed my own love for the game. And, um, you know, I think my son, Cohen, the eight-year-old, he'll be nine this week on Friday's birthday, which is one of the main reasons why I'm home this week. Um, but also, um, you know, he, he's he's getting into it a little bit, and, and he likes the game. He knows it more than any other sport. But, uh, you know, he's playing flag football. He's playing baseball. He's <laughs> riding bikes and, and he's being a kid and that's that's what I want him to do number one I want him to, to grow up and, and be a good person most importantly and if he chooses to play golf I would I would be thrilled and uh, you know Ace my four year old he, he knows it he, he sees last week on FaceTime he said you know daddy's in California daddy's playing golf he, he knows he knows what I'm doing he understands uh, why I leave the house, and, and he's got a club in his hand sometimes too. So if either <laughs> one of them decide that that's the route they want to go down, I would uh, obviously be thrilled, but in no way uh, would I ever pressure them into it, and I think that's that's kind of one of the keys. Sure, definitely, no. Well, that said, though, do any of them pressure you? Like, are, have there been any whispers, hey, how come you're not bringing home a trophy, Daddy, or anything like that? Oh, of course, my... <laughs> my uh, my eight-year-old, soon-to-be-nine, Cohen, he's ever, you know, Dad, you're going to win this week. And he always, always wants me to win. And the one rule I have with him, and, and this was, you know, in the first few years out there, I, it, it is a struggle. You know, you, oh, sure. I, I got into, I got into a little bit of a, a bad routine of missing cuts, and it was, it was kind of like having a monkey on your back. And I just, I was always worried about the cut, and I always found myself around the cut, and, and I. 
I would stress out when he talked about it. He's, you know, he'd be at PJ Tour daycare, and we'd go pick him up on Friday, and the very first thing he'd say is, did you make the cut? I, or, or on the way to school on, on Friday, he would say, Dad, I hope you make the cut today. And it would, I'd say, oh, Cohen, don't, we don't talk about the cut. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, he was obviously too young to understand why I was stressing out about it. But, uh, you know, that's, Fortunately, that's not something I really worry about anymore. You're going to make some. You're going to hopefully you make more, a lot more than you miss, but you, you're certainly going to miss them. Um, but uh, you know, it's a it's a pretty entertaining lifestyle out okay. there with with the wife and kids on the road. No, I can only imagine that. Definitely. Well, well, Sam, thank you for taking a few minutes out of the time there and, and uh, talking to us this week. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, best of luck, obviously, the rest of the season here. Hopefully, it continues the momentum, and uh, uh, we'll look forward to talking to you. Hopefully, again down the road. You got it. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks. And thank you for joining us on another edition of the Golf Digest podcast. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast device that you listen to. As well as please uh, rate and review the podcast. It helps us get the podcast out to more listeners down the road here. Until next time, thanks for joining us. (laughs) 